You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. And Tony, we're doing a little something special. It is the holiday season, and we are in the spirit of giving. What we're going to do is give out our Thanksgiving Day DFS lineup on today's show because there's only one game in the association today, but tomorrow we got 14 games, so we're going to be all NBA tomorrow. So today we're, uh, you know, we're in the spirit of giving, so we're going to give thanks for this lineup that's about to get us some cash, right, Tom? I'm fired up about it. I'm ready to go, but I got to ask you, which uh, is your preference? Are you a white meat guy or a dark meat guy? Oh, that is a loaded question, Tony. That is such a loaded question, but I, you know, I like all kinds of meat. I don't like to discriminate on my meat, okay? I like the I like the I like the white meat, but the dark meat is so much juicier. But I do like the white yeah. meat cuz it stays it stay the white meat though like stays on my fork a little better. Yeah, see, I, I actually thought the white meat was healthier for you, but actually they both have attributes that make them uh, healthier than the other one. Like on the um, on the white meat, right, the white meat, we got the zinc, the riboflavin, the thiamine, the vitamins B6, B12. Wow, Tony, uh, you are, are a student yeah, yeah. of the meat. Oh, I went down and I had to take all these meats into account, and I found out, you know, there's benefits to both. And so I'm going to continue going with the dark meat. Okay, I think that's a solid choice. But, Tony, uh, let me tell you something. If you came to my family's house and you told, like, my aunt or my grandmother that you didn't like a specific kind of meat, she'd tell you to shut the hell up and eat what was on your <laughs> plate. So don't bring any of that B6 nonsense over to the Martinez household <laughs> in the Bronx on Thursday, all right, man? You know, you know, the, you know, guys are not eating for your, uh, you know, B12 or B6. You're just eating because, you know, you like it. I'm eating whatever they put in front of me on Thursday, and I'm very excited to do so. We hope you are excited to do so as well. And we're going to get you ready for Thanksgiving on that three-game Thursday slate. We're going to tell you how to make a little bit of cash this way. After you're with your family, after you stuff your face, when everybody else is trying to talk to each other, you're going to be like, nah, nah, nah. I got this game I got to watch. I got to sweat it because Tony and Dane told me how to make some cash here on Lineup Lock Live. Tony, I got to ask you something. We're not going to talk much about Week 12 because I'm not going to see you as much. But the Denver Broncos are going to Paxton Lynch as their quarterback. They're changing offensive coordinators. It feels like they're waving the white flag to me. They also kind of admitted that they were shopping Demarius Thomas at the trading deadline. Well, If I was the offensive coordinator, I would not want to slide into this situation. It looks like they're uh, waving the white flag already. Yeah, well, here's the first thing. It's like I was thinking about that today. I, I own Demarius Thomas. Like, Does it get worse with Paxton Lynch? And probably a little worse, but it can't get better. They want to trade Demarius Thomas because he's a vegan, they said. He's lost strength because he's a vegan. I saw that. And, you know, if Colin Kaepernick can't get a job, maybe Demarius Thomas is next because of his diet. But when we come back, we got you locked and loaded and ready to go for Turkey Day so you can win a little bit of cash and impress your family at the same time. Dane and Tony on Lineup Lock Live. Come on right back. 
Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the Draft Kings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. It is the right stuff right here. New kids on the block bringing us back to the line of block live. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're going to get you ready for that three-game turkey day slate so you can win a little bit of cash. But, Tony, I do have to ask you, looking back on last night's game, is Russell Wilson the number one overall quarterback in fantasy? I think with the amount of throws, yeah, absolutely. If I had to pick one, he would be the guy that I would pick. I thought, you know, Carson Wentz was heading in that direction, but they have a complete offense there. Uh, they use a number of running backs there. They can't run the ball at all. I yeah. mean, heck, they Russell Wilson just keeps throwing, throwing, throwing. So he's got to be. I mean, last night he didn't have a great night, and he still had 60 yards rushing plus at the end of the night. Yeah, that's the thing, Tony. You mentioned the number of throws, but to me it's the rushing potential as well. Yeah. He is the leading rusher on that team. They said it on the telecast. They're the only team that does not have a running back to go for 250 yards in the season. I think Russell Wilson has led the team in rushing like four or five of their team's games. Uh, and it just goes to show you the idea of what is good for your real NFL team is not what is good for your fantasy team. They have no offensive line. They are a volume thrower. You compare that against the Jared Goffs, the Carson Wentz, you know, and some of these guys that are, you know, throwing for 200 yards and two touchdowns but being efficient and leading their teams to victory. I think Drew Brees is a great case study in that. But we will move on to Turkey Day. We've got three games on the slate, and that's enough to make a little bit of cash in DFS. So let's look at the quarterbacks first. And as always, Tony has put up the polls. You can follow him at the Tony Sincata. You can catch up with me at Spittin' Speeds as well. We got four quarterbacks in our poll. Let's see what you guys like. We got Kirk Cousins at 7,100. Philip Rivers at 6,700, Eli Manning at 51, and Maddie Stafford at 6,000. Tony, right now, everyone loves Kirk Cousins at 7,100. And when we just talked about the volume thrower and what that means for your fantasy team, I think uh, Kirk Cousins definitely fits that description, especially with the uh, kind of attrition they've had at the running back position. It's going to be Cousins putting the ball up 45 times against the Giants on Thanksgiving night, no? You, you know, it's weird. He's going to throw that t- amount of times, but they've had attrition at wide receiver as well, too, right? I yeah. mean, Terrell Pryor, he wasn't great, but he's out of the picture. Uh, we're, we're looking at the tight end, Jordan Reed. He's out of the picture. And we can say what we want about Chris Thompson and what position he played, but he was probably the third best wide receiver on the team, and he's out of the picture. So Kirk Cousins is a guy that still throws the ball 40-plus times. People are going with the number of throws here. I would actually drop down to Phillip Rivers hmm. myself. The 400 bucks with he's got a lot of weapons. Sure. And that Dallas secondary is not great. We talk about it all the time. Sean Lee, when he's in and out of the lineup, what the Dallas defense is like. I think Philadelphia's offense slept walk through the first half of that game coming off the bye. And I thought Chris Collinsworth actually did a great job of pointing out you know what? People think they're coming off a bye. Oh, you're rested and you're well planned. He goes, it's like you hadn't played football since last offseason, and it takes a while to get going. In the second half, they buried him. 
And I think the same thing happens. I think San Diego scores every time they get the ball. Yeah, that's true. I mean, listen, athletes, if nothing else, are creatures of habit and their routine. So the fact that you have a bye week, while it does rest you up a little bit and you get to heal, it does throw you off that routine a little bit. I'm intrigued by Phillip Rivers at 6,700. What about Matty Stafford, Tony, at 6,000? I mean, I think the price is largely because of the Minnesota secondary that we have seen been very strong. And honestly, Tony, the Lions are great from 20 to 20, but they're not really punching it in as much as I would like to see from a contending team. What do you think about Matt Stafford at 6,000? It's weird to me on this situation because as good as the Vikings defense is, and we all we all think they're great, but fantasy wise, they're not a great defense, you know, for fantasy points. Away and from not home. Great against Away from home. Yeah. They're not great against quarterbacks either. They're 14th in the league right now against quarterbacks. So I think Matt Stafford has a fighting chance, but I don't want to pick on the Vikings defense. I wouldn't use him. Plus, they're not going to run the ball against this team. So he's a lock to me for 40-plus throws in this contest as well. So I could go there. But the funniest part about this whole thing is if you take the statistics for what they are, Eli Manning has the easiest matchup on paper. Right. They're 20th, 8th in the league in allowing points to quarterbacks, and he's the cheapest salary. That being said, they're a little distorted because Josh Nolan missed some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breland missed some time. So in the last couple of weeks, they've become a better defensive backs there. So I would not go and throw Eli Manning in. But he does make a tournament option. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, Tony, let me ask you something. As it relates to Eli, does it matter to you? Because we're hearing that Sterling Shepard is still not back at practice. He's still in the cold, dark, quiet room dealing with that light sensitivity and his migraines. Um, Does the availability of Sterling Shepard impact your decision to maybe ride with Eli at GPP? I think so. I, let, let's let's go with honesty. How about honesty here? <laughs> the Giants were not a great offense to start with. Right. And you're going to think about on Thanksgiving, a national holiday, right. playing this guy at quarterback without his top three wide receivers, right? Odell Beckham Jr., gone. Brandon Marshall, gone. Sterling Shepard, gone. And you're going to put him in there? No, I'm not going to put him in here. there. You will find out who I will put in there at the end of the show when I give you my lineup over on FanDuel. Tony, one quarterback that is not in the poll, but I want to ask you about is Dak Prescott. Now, let me tell yes. you something. If we get news, say, tomorrow that Tyron Smith will be back in action on Thanksgiving, would that be enough to make you feel like Dak can get back in a lineup? Uh, no. Okay. And it's crazy. I, I, you know what? He's gonna play too because I, I seen him before the game. They were showing the high. Yeah, I saw him in the He looked all right. He looked all right. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know why he had he didn't play. I mean, it was the craziest thing. So I look at Dak Prescott, and and I'm dumbfounded the way this offense. And it's I don't know if it's an indictment on him or Jason Garrett or the offensive coordinator. Like I have no idea. Where's Cole Beasley gone? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is crazy what's going on in this offense. They don't throw the ball to the back side of the backfield. They don't throw to Cole Beasley. They've been trying to force feed it to Des Bryant, right. which wasn't what Dak Prescott did when everybody was healthy. I think the offense has lost its direction just by losing the running back. It's crazy to me.
Yeah, I completely agree with you. And uh, they are on the brink of falling out of contention, to be sure. The Dallas Cowboys, as they welcome the Los Angeles Chargers, who don't look now. Don't look now. The Chargers' defense is real. They get pressure on people. Hayward can cover. And if you look at the Chargers' schedule, especially with, like, the Broncos falling off, the Chiefs, it looks like they've hit a wall on some level. The Raiders are not what they have cracked up to be. The Chargers are a team who historically do much better in the second half of the season. Their schedule sets up decently. They have a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback. Tony, would I be crazy to think that I think the Chargers can work their way back into contention in the AFC? No, they uh, they absolutely can. They do not play a winning team the rest of the season. And I looked at that and I say they can run the table. Now, the only thing they can go the other way is say, hey, you know what? This team's a lot better than their record because they gave away three games. Yep. So if they continue to find a way to lose, uh, something will bite them on the foot. But you can make the argument they're the best team in the league, in that the league. And the they also sure. have yeah, they have the easiest schedule going, going there. You know, the other thing with Dak Prescott in this offense is that you look at that Chargers defense. You talked about it. How good that defense is playing right now. You can make the argument that Dak Prescott's played Philadelphia and Atlanta. Okay, defenses. I think San Diego might be better than those two. Yeah, I mean, their defense, let me tell you something. The combination of Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, whether Ty Smith is there or not. Listen, Dak Prescott has been sacked 12 times in the last two games. I fully expect Bosa and Ingram to get get home about three or four times, if not more. All right, but right now, the people, however, Tony, are going with Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. You and I will give out our Turkey Day lineups at the end of the show. Real quick, Tony, I know we got to go to break, but let's talk about some of these running backs that we will be discussing on the polls. At first, we have Melvin Gordon at 8,100, Jarek McKinnon at 52, Samaj P. Ryan, who in essence is the last man standing for the Washington football team, and Latavius Murray at 4,900. Real quick, Tony, before we go to break, I really believe that the Latavius Murray, Jarek McKinnon question really comes down to game flow. When the Vikings are up, whether it be up big against Washington, up big against Cleveland. They got themselves a cushion against the Rams. Then you see Latavius Murray. When they are in more competitive games, I think Jarek McKinnon is the guy. A, do you agree with my thesis? B, what kind of game do you think it is, Vikings and Lions, on Thursday? All right. Yeah, I agree with you. So here's the problem. The game's a pick in Las Vegas, right? So it's a pick. And the spread, and the total is forty-four and a half, so it's a middling total. So now I think it comes down to your philosophy as a fantasy player. Do you go with the guy that has the six-point viability with the touchdown, Latavius Murray, right, or do you go with the guy in a PPR league that's going to catch the passes? I'm going to lean on going with the guy with the PPR league, and I think it'll be a tight game. And I think Jarek McKinnon becomes more of a factor here. All right, interesting. I'm going C, Tony. None of the above. I'm going to try and find a guy who's a real workhorse for his team. I'll see you. I'll tell you who I land on at the end of the show. But when we come back here on Lineup Lock Live today, every day, brought to you by DailyRoto.com, we will dive into the running back position. Tony, on these polls, there's also a guy I really, really considered who is nowhere to be seen on your polls. What's up with my man Darkwing Duck? We'll talk about him and others when we come back on Lineup Lock Live with Dane and Tony on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Hey, this is Greg Sussman, your fantasy football BFF, and I'm here to tell you all about the Big Game Trivia Challenge, sponsored by DKMS. All you have to do is answer four questions in a row, right? And you win two tickets to the big game in Minnesota on February 4th. Make sure you're locked and loaded in the Fantasy Sports Radio Network so you always know when we're playing. The game only happens once a day, and the show changes. So make sure you listen and watch and play the Big Game Trivia Challenge, sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Tony, you and me, baby, we ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. It is Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We were talking about how to play the Minnesota Vikings running backs. You know, is it a McKinnon game? Is it a Lat Murray game? It reminds me of back in the days when we were talking about the New England Patriots. You know, like, will it be a LeGarrette Blunt or a James White kind of game? I take C and avoid the situation altogether because I'm looking for a guy who is a kind of one-man band and that brings me to Samaje P. Ryan Tony 36% of the people like him at 5100 I really right now honestly Tony I could not name who his backup will be on Thursday night yeah he's a guy off the practice squad <laughs> I forgot I forgot who the Enough hell his said. was too I rest my case yeah so here's the thing is that, you know, I think Melvin Gordon by far is the best choice here. But we've had the problems with Melvin Gordon, both dealing with the foot injuries. Now we're going to do it on three days rest. Yeah. What can he do? How much Austin Eckler are we going to see? So I think if you look at it that, that can make Peter on the actual best play because he's the only back in Washington. All right, fair enough. I actually think that some of the Eckler usage was because the Chargers had that game well in hand against Buffalo last week. But Jacksonville, he played the week before too. That's true, and he fumbled at the very end of the game when it was when the chips were on the table. I don't think the coaching staff likes that. I hear you. I hear you, but I do think the class and the skill of Melvin Gordon is a step above every other running back on the slate. Tony, you mentioned how you like Phillip Rivers, though, on this slate. Are you okay with someone going Phillip Rivers and Melvin Gordon? Yeah, because he catches so many balls out of the backfield. It's a good question. I think when you look at some of these these uh, quarterbacks, and we're seeing more and more of this in football. Like you could play Ben Roethlisberger, and you could play Le'Veon Bell. Right. I think Melvin Gordon's now one of those guys that fall into these categories mm-hmm. where we go on running backs with the quarterback. And uh, I know Phil Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen, all three of those guys will be in my lineup at the end. All right, fair enough. Then what happens when they go Travis Benjamin and Tyrell Williams and the rookie out of Clemson oh, or, or Hunter yeah. Henry finally shows up? That's what I'm saying. I don't like these teams, Tony. I call them fantasy herds. They travel as packs, and you never know on any given week. Detroit is the same way in that early game. Will it be Golden Tate? Will it be Marvin Jones? Will it be Amir Abdullah? Will it be Kenny Galladay? Will it be Eric Ebron? I don't know. It's like playing whack-a-mole with this. All right, so we talked about some of the running backs. If you go down a little bit in price, we got another poll for you. Alfred Morris at 4,800. Austin Eckler, who you mentioned at 42. 
And then the Detroit Lion running backs, Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick. Tony, both of these Lions running backs are priced very, very cheap. We talked about the Minnesota secondary and the strength there. So maybe, could it be possible? How about this angle that, you know, your Golden Tates and your Marvin Jones, you stay away from because they might get locked up. And Stafford may look to dump it down more to Abdullah and Riddick in this PPR format of DraftKings and that the price below 4000 I think there's viability there. I absolutely agree with you. I think I'm leaning towards Riddick here, and Riddick will end up being my flex position guy. And the reason being is that they're not going to line up, and they're not going to be able to run it against these Minnesota Vikings. They don't run it against anybody. Yeah, they're not going to go deep with the Golden Tate and the Kenny Galladay's. I think Marvin Jones is the play in this game, and I think Theo Riddick is the play in the game from the Detroit side of things if you're going to go there. And I think they could end up winning against Minnesota. We don't know if Case Keenum's going to put up points. The Case Keenum, to be honest, and we didn't discuss the uh, Case Keenum at the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I, I guess we continue to slide him. Uh, but Detroit's allowed three games in a row of over 18 points to the quarterback position. So Case Keenum actually has a good matchup on paper. I think that Theo Riddick's going to have to get six or seven targets in this game. Yeah, I think that is fair. Theo Riddick going at only 3,600, one of the cheapest running backs on the board that we expect to see a whole lot of snaps. Tony, I mentioned that uh, there was one running back that I actually kind of liked that was not on your poll. It is New York football Giants lead back Orleans Darkwa, the dark wing duck. Now, absolutely, Tony, I understand that he has the questionable distinction because of his hamstring. He was a limited participant in practice today. To be quite honest, Tony, the fact that there's a Q next to his name, I like that even more because I feel like he'll be lower owned. And if this game is competitive and doesn't get away from the Giants, it's Darkwa who's been on the field getting more snaps than Gallman or Vereen. I'll tell you the truth. It's uh, interesting what happens here. And if you kick one of these backs, uh, if it goes Darkwa... If he's going to start, I think he could absolutely play him. His price is, is too low at 4600 bucks. The Redskins allow the most points to running backs in the National Football League. So it gives you a great opportunity to get out there and get that. But it also, if the other thing happens, if whatever happens and Dockway doesn't play, I think you have to play Wayne Gallman. Right. I think that you, when you look at it, he'll be out. The price is 3600 bucks. So I'm going to wait till Thursday and – I'm leaning towards the side here of using one of these guys in your flex position, and I'll tell you what, I'd be excited if Doc would not play. Right, because that will just clarify the issue. Yeah. Sort of like last Sunday, Tony, when we were talking with the cloud of Leonard Fournette hanging over our heads. We didn't know. It would have been a lot easier if we got just knew that Fournette was out. Then you could go with, say, Yeldon or Ivory, but the three-man committee is not something you want to mess with. Okay, Tony, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to change it up a little bit. When we come back after the break, we're going to focus on wide receivers. So I want to skip ahead to the tight end position with the time that we have now before the segment is up. We got Evan Ingram at 6,100, Vernon Davis at 55, Jason Witten at 4,400, and then Kyle Rudolph, the red zone reindeer, at 4,100. I got to tell you something, Tony. I was all over Evan Ingram last week, especially with the news of no Sterling Shepard. I knew that Ertz and Gronk. You know, and, and some of the and Kelsey, the truly high priced tight ends had good matchups, but I wanted to save just a tad bit of money. I went down to Evan Ingram and he defecated the mattress with only one catch. I don't think that's gonna happen two weeks in a row. I like Evan Ingram at sixty one hundred. 
I I like I don't like him as the best play here. Okay. I think that Vernon Davis is the best play. Because, yeah, I mean the Giants do give it up as we know to the tight end. Right, right. So even in the one game they didn't they didn't allow a touchdown. They let up twenty fantasy points sure. to Travis Kelsey. So I think Vernon Davis is the player. And I think that you know I didn't think about this too. I put Engram in every lineup last week as well. So here's what the thing though: when you get one guy out there, one guy that could possibly catch the ball, it makes it easier for the defense. So right. I would feel better if Sterling Shepard played. Yeah, because then you see all the attention potentially going to Eric um, Evan Ingram there at the tight end position. Tony, let me ask you something else about this tight end position. You know I love Vernon Davis. I have been on a case of the VD for weeks. However, I'm going to give you a little insight. Let's just say hypothetically you already had Kirk Cousins, Josh Dotson, and Jamison Crowder in your lineups because you know there's not many options in Washington and you know they're a volume thrower. And so you want to get some, and you already have Dotson and Crowder in your lineup. Could you double down and also put in Vernon Davis? It's not me. I'm asking for a friend, Tone. Yeah, all right. So i seen two people win a million dollars with four Patriots in their lineup. So could you? Yes. Should you do it? I think it's asking too much. Especially in a three-game slate, there won't be much of a differential enough there. I think you're going too far by doing that. If you're playing a cash game, though— I think he can do it. If you go on a cash game or 50-50, I think he could do it. If you think the Redskins going to score the most points, go ahead and do it. But let's be honest. That game has the lowest total of any of the games uh, this weekend, so be careful there. Fair enough, fair enough. Maybe I don't want to push all in with the Washington offense. Let's look at some of these lower-supported tight ends real quick, Tony. Jason Witten at 4,400 and Kyle Rudolph at 4,100. I want to ask you about Jason Witten. You've just mentioned that without Zeke, they are trying to force-feed the ball to Des Bryant. Could... uh? You know, Des Bryant have a lot of Casey Hayward on him on Thursday. And the only other place to look that I think any quarterback feels comfortable about is old, reliable Jason Witten. Could he wind up, uh, you know, with one of those like seven catches for 45 yards and a touchdown kind of lines? You know, it's crazy. He's only targeted one time in the last game and he had one catch, right? Uh, here's the thing. San Diego's second best in the league at covering the tight end. So they've got a tough matchup. We talked about how good San Diego's defense is, and I think it's a tough matchup, but they're going to have to throw the ball. I mean, somebody's going to look at the tape and say, hey, who are we throwing the ball to? We only targeted him once. So he's a play, but I prefer Kyle Rudolph in a very similar price tag. Uh, Jason Witten, $4,400, and uh, Kyle Rudolph, $4,100. bucks. i will go to Kyle Rudolph there. All right, fair enough. Hey, Tony, I know when we've been talking about the Dallas Cowboys defense, we've been talking about the huge impact that Sean Lee has. And Sean Lee will still not be there on Thursday. Why doesn't a guy like Hunter Henry make the cut? Well, Hunter Henry could definitely make the cut. But last game, I think Antonio Gates played more snaps than he has in the last four or five games. So that's always disheartening because you just never know what the San Diego coaching staff is going to do with the Antonio Gates thing. So I think he'd be a tricky player. I think he'll be low-owned, and I think he could reasonably play that. But we did see a lot of Antonio Gates. And we saw Gates down at the goal line. Fair enough, fair enough. Yes, it is a kind of split thing. So my same thesis, why go McKinnon or Lat Murray when I can go none of the 
above for someone who I think will get a bigger share of the targets. This is one of the only places in the NFL where tight end is split like that as well. Tampa Bay might be the only other uh, team that I could think of off the top of my head in that kind of situation. Tony, when we come back, we're going to zoom in on the wide receivers on Thanksgiving Day. Who do you want to see get into the end zone when you're eating that turkey? Hey, Tony, uh, you have so much life experience. Have you ever deep fried a turkey? I have not because I've seen a lot of. I see uh, all the videos, right? Yeah, I see all the videos, and most of those guys, people are in Florida lighting the trailers on fire. So I don't, uh, I don't do it. Yeah, but you're down there in Florida, you know. So I thought maybe you had a little bit more experience. <laughs> I'm a Yankee, you know. I thought maybe it was a Southern thing. Hey, it is a Southern thing. I see a lot of Southern things go wrong. Fair enough, fair enough. We will keep it there for now here on Lana Block Live with Dane Mardikinis and Tony Sincata. When we come back here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we look at all the wide receivers playing on Thanksgiving, and we find you two or three to put in your lineups to win some cash. Dane and Tony on Lana Block Live. Come on right back. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. We're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Lineup Lock Live. And if you are staying or if you are going to your family for the holidays, we here we f- wish you safe travels and we wish you a great DFS lineup so you can show to everybody, yo, I listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and check it out. I'm hitting to win some cash with Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Tony, I got to check you on something real quick, though. You talked to me about like loading up on Washington and you mentioned that it was the lowest total. I'm over on mybookie.ag right now where we get all the good lines and the spreads and they pay out within two business days, live betting, rock solid reputation and actually the Lions-Vikings game is at 44 and a half and I have the Giants-Washington game at 45 then the Chargers-Cowboys at 48 so really all three of those games are within three and a half points at uh, at least at my bookie is that really big enough to think that one is dramatically lower or will be you know to really impact your thinking in a DFS way? Yeah, you know, the weird part of that is that I, I, the game started out at 41 and a half, and it's been it's up to 45 up to 40, right now. Yeah, up to 45. So I, I don't know what to make of that. I I can't believe it. A left tack. I don't know, like, who has come back that's raising that line so much. Maybe people so really I, believe I, in Sterling Shepard. <laughs> I keep looking at that line, and I'm like, what is going on here, right? Because the other two have been kind of, you know, four, they went up a half a point, and right. I'm like, Jeez, that that's amazing to me. I you know so I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of suspect on that one. Fair enough. Maybe it was just one guy put in ten million dollars on the over and it moved the line. You know that could be the thing you know, as well. I got a question. I got a question. Go about, ahead, my man. So the Redskins also in this game opened up as a nine point favorite. It's down to seven. So let me ask a question: Would the NFL ever stop to think about 
They got a team that has a controversial name, the Redskins. And why do they keep on Thanksgiving? Them play on Thanksgiving? Yeah, two years in a row. <laughs> That's a fair question. That is a very fair question. I do not have the answer for you, Tony. And you would think the NFL and Roger Goodell would want to avoid any controversy coming their way, especially when Goodell's contract seems to be up for discussion. But that's another topic for another day. Tony, let's look at the wide receiver position here. And before I even give you the names and the prices, let me ask you just straight up, how expensive would Adam Thielen have to be for you to not want him these days? I mean, is this guy, this guy joined an open practice that Minnesota was having a few years ago, and he is now, honestly, I think he's a top what? Top eight wide receiver rest of season and season long in PPR? This kid is out of control. He's got to be a cornerstone of Thanksgiving Day lineups, no? Yeah, I mean, he's the guy you have to put in there. Like, you can't be a guy that's going to fade him. Even in a decent matchup, he's got three games in a row with touchdowns. He's got 123, 166, 98. He's got targets of 9, 12, 10, 12, 13. He is definitely the guy that uh, Case Keenum goes back and looks for every single time. Yeah, absolutely. And when I give you these names and his, and these prices, I think it's incredible to realize that Adam Thielen is the most expensive of this group. I got a Thielen at 7,600. Keenan Allen off his huge game last week is at 7,300. Des Bryant at 64. And who everybody thought was the number one receiver on that team, Stephon Diggs, is at 6,300. Tony, could you uh, make an argument for putting both Vikings wide receivers in your lineup? Yeah, I think you definitely could. I, I'm not. It's not. I I can't do it, but I think you can do it. And I think if you look, look at the people's first couple choices, um, they would actually have the uh, money to actually do it if they wanted to do it. It's really really tight now. Diggs has come back from an injury and right. hasn't been the same player as before the injury. He's been so a I don't touchdown know how much dependent he's ha- recently. Yeah, I don't know how much of it is health and how much is of them looking to Thielen and all of a sudden now when he was out of the lineup, they built a relationship right. there. That's a tough call there. So I wouldn't do it, but can you do it? Absolutely. All right, fair enough. And, Tony, I hear a couple theses that we always talk about, right? One is like maybe the opposing quarterbacks. The other is the uh, cornerbacks. The other is this idea like you just mentioned with Evan Ingram. If he's the only guy there, maybe people are focusing on him too much. And I think it's an interesting case study as we look at Keenan Allen and Des Bryant. Des Bryant is the only wide receiver that is there. They're trying to force feed him the ball. He's at 6,400. On the other side, Keenan Allen. Allen, yes, he had his amazing game last week, getting into the end zone twice. But like I said, he's part of a fantasy herd. You have two tight ends. You have Tyrell Williams. You have the rookie Mike Williams. You have Travis Benjamin. You have now Gordon and Eckler out of the backfield. Why would you necessarily identify that Keenan Allen is going to be the guy again? This could shape up to be a Travis Benjamin three catches for 130 yards and a touchdown, couldn't it? So given that, why Spend the seventy three hundred on Keenan Allen. Yeah, we well, this is a great question, but there's a couple of reasons why you go here. Keenan Allen, we've seen it before with him, right? Back before he got healthy, right? The last two years, he's been a disaster from health. They used to throw him all the time, and it looked like it again Sunday. Plus, San Diego went out of the way this week to run him out of the slot. Right. Some. 
and they ran it. So they went and purposely got him in the game plan, and they purposely made moves to get him the ball. So they know who their dynamic guy is, and I think he's healthy all of a sudden, and they've got confidence in him, and they're getting the ball to him, and they're going to feed him, and they know they got something with Melvin Gordon, they got something with him, and these other guys that are around him, they're good players, they're quality players, uh, but they're supporting cast. Fair enough, they are all part of the fantasy herd that is the Los Angeles Chargers. Hey, Tony, if we drop down a level, we see Sterling Shepard at 7,000, Marvin Jones at 5,700, Jamison Crowder at 54, and Josh Dotson at 4,700. I'm going to ask you a similar question I asked you about the Minnesota wide receivers. As it relates to Washington, you mentioned no Terrell Pryor, no Chris Thompson, no Jordan Reed. I already told you, I have Josh Dotson and Jamison Crowder in my lineups. But if you had to pick one, it seems like Dotson is the, you know, I, it's kind of like Miami when you see Devontae Parker as the downfield threat and you know Jarvis Landry is the guy who's going to get catches, right? In this situation, yep. Crowder is the target monster, a.k.a. Jarvis Landry, and Josh Dotson is the big, skilled outside receiver who you could throw the ball up to in high-point balls. Who do you like better in this matchup, Crowder or Dotson? I think it's a good comparison, and I think, uh, but by far for me, it's it's Jamison Crowder because the one thing that I can't get past is we always use the word touchdown dependency on these shows, mm-hmm. right? Josh Doxson's never caught more than four balls in a game, and that's hard to look past there. Mm-hmm. When I can look at Jamison Crowder, not that he's had a successful year, not that he's lived up to our expectations, but he could catch ten balls and it wouldn't shock us. Josh Doxson has never caught five balls in any game in his career. Fair enough, fair enough. I understand that. Um, And also, here's the unknown. We don't know which Giants secondary member is going to get suspended by Ben McAdoo in the next 48 (laughs) hours. So who knows, right, Tony? If we step down a little bit to our bargain basement wide receivers, we see Kenny Galladay at 3,800, Roger Lewis at 33, Tyrell Williams at 34, and your guy, Cole Beasley at 3,600. Tony, if Sterling Shepard does not go you got to maybe get Roger Lewis in your lineup, huh? I'll tell you what. Somebody's going to catch the ball there, right. right? I mean, what the hell? It took to the fourth quarter, though, this week for Roger Lewis to get into the action and catch the ball and um, be there. I, it's, you know, it's interesting. Kenny Galladay, I knew, was going to win this thing. I don't know what the love affair is with this guy, but everybody loves him. <laughs> He's the third wide receiver there in Detroit to play the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know why people would go with him, but I knew he was going to win the poll. Uh, I would actually take a shot in Cole Beasley. We haven't seen him in the two weeks, but we've seen him in the past. And Beasley's a competent receiver. I would take the shot that they got it to him. Yeah, I know you're big on Cole Beasley. Coney, I completely agree with you. Kenny Galladay is like... Best case scenario, the fifth option yeah. in Detroit, honestly, right? Yeah, Tate, I mean, Marvin Jones, both running backs, maybe even Eric Ebron is ahead of them. What, like, you have to be really thinking that, oh, Xavier Rhodes and Terrence Newman lock up the wide receivers and, like, some other factors before you get to Kenny Galladay. I want no part of him. If I'm going to spend 30, if I need, if I only have 3,800, I'm going, like you said, Cole Beasley, or I'm hoping Sterling Shepard doesn't play and I go Roger Lewis. And here's the whole thing with the Kenny Galladay thing. TJ Jones is not out right. of the mix either. I mean, he's, he's a competent wide receiver and he's going to get a little playing time. 
Yeah, fair enough. I completely agree with you, but watch watch this be the week Kenny Galladay pops off and people have him in their GPP and they take our money, Tony, because I certainly will not have Kenny Galladay either. Tony, right before we go to break, let's talk defense real quick. You got the Redskins at 3,600, the Vikings at 33, the G-Men at 22, and the Chargers at 28. Tony, to me, this is a no-brainer. I like the Los Angeles Chargers. I like Joey Bosa. I like Melvin Ingram behind that review vamped offensive line. They are hot right now. They have scored defensive touchdowns recently as well, and they're cheaper than the Washington football team. Give me the Chargers against the Dallas offense that scored one touchdown in their last two games. I think there's only two plays if you don't count the South. I think it's the Vikings and the Chargers, right? They're the only okay. two plays. I don't know I don't know why the Redskins are the highest priced defense. Yeah. Like that is the total disrespect. They're just saying that hey, the Giants and they're slapping them around there. Because I mean the Vikings is Detroit's a good team, but Matt Stafford has had a couple fumbles, has had interceptions in the last five games. So I think the Vikings defense, as good as it is, is a good play this week. It doesn't score a lot of defensive points, and I think the Chargers are outstanding. You outlined it there. And I could see people going with the Giants because it's the cheapest defense there, and they just take a shot. But I have no idea why anyone would ever put the Cowboys or Redskins in based on the prices here. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Tony. When we come back after break here on Lineup Lock Live, what we're going to do is, Tony, how do you feel about talking about a few flex options real quick based on what we have? Like maybe we see what the people would have done and what kind of price and budget we have left for our flex options. Then Tony Sincata will give you his Thanksgiving DraftKings lineup. I'll give you my lineup over on FanDuel, and we'll also tell you how we're going to cover the NBA tomorrow night. 14 games, Tony, in the NBA tomorrow night on a Thanksgiving Eve. We will have a jam-packed lineup lock live tomorrow night in the NBA. That's why we're giving you our Thanksgiving lineups today, right here on Lineup Lock Live. Keep locked into the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. When we come back, Tony Sincata's DraftKings lineup speeds the spitting statisticians fan duel lineup, and we talk flex for a little bit as well. Come on back. It's Lineup Lock Live right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. The Latavius Murray, Jarek McKinnon question really comes down to game flow. When the Vikings are up, then you see Latavius Murray. When they are in more competitive games, I think Jarek McKinnon is the guy. Do you go with the guy that has the six-point viability with Latavius Murray, or do you go with the guy in a PPR league that's going to catch the passes? I'm going to lean on going with the guy with the PPR league, Jarek McKinnon. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNDFSY.com slash radio. Back to Lineup Lock Live. It's Dane and Tony getting you ready for a Thanksgiving slate in the NFL. Tony, I wanted to ask you something. When we have these small slates, do you feel an obligation to use your entire budget? Or, like, if you like the guys you have and you're leaving $500 on the table, is that okay with you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, two things. One, I think it's always the biggest mistake for people to change their lineup because they have a couple hundred bucks over. It always comes back to haunt you. Yep. And second, it causes a different lineup, and it's hard to get a difference of lineups when there's smaller slates. So I think this is one way to do it. All right, fair enough. Hey, Tony, uh, who do we have? how much money do we have, Lex? What kind, of, what kind of flex options would we have if people have been listening to the show and really following along with that lineup? 
They could get anyone in except Melvin Gordon. Oh, wow. Okay. So, listen, therein lies my question. You do not need to feel an obligation to use all your money, and pretty much the way we've outlined it, you can get anybody that we like in your lineup, regardless of price in this three-game Thanksgiving Day slate. Tony, let me give you my lineup real quick over on FanDuel first with a little bit of a different pricing. I'm going with Kirk Cousins as my quarterback at 8,800. I am stacking him with, like I said, both Jamison Crowder and Josh Dotson at 6,300 and 6,700 respectively. My third wideout, I'm with you, Tony. I think the Detroit Lions wideout to own on Thursday is Marvin Jones Jr., and he will be my wideout as well. At running back, I'm going with the most expensive guy on the board. It is Melvin Gordon. I think he is going to have usage. I I don't care about the short turnaround. And I'm going Orleans Darkwa at running back. I don't care about the questionable tag. I think he's the guy that's been running decently for the football Giants. My other giant is Evan Ingram at tight end at 7,600 on FanDuel, and I'm going with the Los Angeles Chargers as my defense. I think Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram get home about five times against Dak Prescott. I don't care who the offensive line in. There's my lineup. I'm going to be winning some money when everybody's falling asleep after the trip to fame. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm an eggnog guy, so nice. um, I, I got Phillip Rivers at $6,100. Uh, as my quarterback against Dallas, the secondary 27th in the league, Melvin Gordon, we talked about 8100 bucks. I'm going Sam Perrine at 5000 bucks. Should be on the field 80% of the time at least. Uh, I'm going to go with our man, uh, Mr. Allen, 7300 bucks, and Adam Thielen, 7600 bucks, And then drop down to Jamison Crowder, 5400 So I like my three wideouts and still have Gordon Perrine. I, that makes me, though, drop down a tight end to go and grab uh, Kyle Rudolph at 4100 I mentioned that I think Vernon Davis is the best tight end, uh, but can't afford him there. I'm going to drop to Theo Riddick at the flex position at 3600 and the Chargers defense as well. Uh, the people, the people have a totally different lineup. They go with Kirk Cousins at 7100 Sam Perrine at 5000 Alfred Morris at 4800 You know, Morris actually ran the ball well all right. in that game. 9100 bucks, and he gets his tackle back. So I don't think many people are going to be on him. So this is odd, weird that they're going. Uh, they went with Alfred Morris, Thielen seventy six hundred, Kenny Galladay at oh, thirty eight hundred, wow. James Crowder at fifty four hundred, Vernon Davis at fifty five hundred, and uh, Keenan Allen at seventy three hundred in the Chargers defense. So I'm not. The last two weeks I've been in love with the people's lineup. I'm not in love with it this week. Tony. I don't mind the people's lineup with the exception of Kenny Galladay. I'm fine with the people's lineup. I think Alfred Morris is a good low-owned play. I like Keenan yeah. Allen. I like what they're doing as it relates to the Redskins. Um, Galladay is the one that uh, frustrates me. Are you entering the people's lineup in a tournament? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put it there. Uh, hold on. one. They're in a... Uh, I put him in a uh, $10 50-50 in a $3 mini wishbone classic. All right, fair enough. That sounds good. People are going to win some cash on Turkey Day. Tony, tomorrow we go back to the NBA. We got 14 games on the schedule. We're going to have a lot of action to talk through, a lot of games to cover. So for Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, if you don't hear from us, happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back tomorrow on the NBA 14 games. Have a good one, Tony.